Welcome to the Freedom Founder Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Duggar. Now, I wanted to take a step back and think about real estate and investing in longer term assets, building generational wealth. I found the statistic. Now, I'm going to tell you that I honestly can't verify this, but using ChatGPT said that by 20, 2150, the world's richest 1% will own two thirds of the world's wealth, while the poorest 50% will own just 1%. So if you're not born into the top 1%, you better start building wealth now, or else you might be stuck fighting for the crumbs in the future. So we're going to talk a little bit about a topic today that is a way to actively work towards building longer term wealth and being more intentional about that. My guest today, Justin Moy, he is a long-term worker in the area of real estate investor. He started off as a broker, and he told me a story about the fact that he almost walked away from it. The whole concept of being three feet from gold. I'm going to let him share that a little bit in a moment here, but thinking about that, when you are a miner, you are working in something that if you make that one more step, that one more shovelful can bring you into that treasure moment and you walk away, oh, the regrets you might have, but the joys you might experience if you keep pushing forward. So Justin, thank you for joining us today. Zach, I'm excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Now, as I alluded to, you had your start in the area of real estate as a broker, am I correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was brokering uh, single family homes in what's the East Bay area of California, meaning just over right. uh, the San Francisco Bridge. All right, all right. That's a pretty, pretty nice area over there. Now, yeah. as uh, many people who don't know much about brokers and, and working in that type of a role, you know, I think myself i was very naive about that and i always thought that a realtor they they just had houses coming to them they had people coming to them the places yeah. they were working out of that's not really how it works though is it yeah i mean you might get there one day um mm -hmm. and you know you alluded to in the in the intro there are some generational factors in that too right okay. where the east bay in, in california was at the time and i'm sure it still is somewhere up there was the third most competitive market in the country in terms wow. of real estate brokerage. Yeah. Um, okay. And homes were very expensive. My average home sale was $2.2 million. And so mm -hmm. you can do some napkin math on, on what some of those commissions were. So the, the competition was very, very fierce. And there yeah. were a lot of people who were generational real estate agents. Their father or mother was an agent, their father or mother was an agent. And now, you know, they just graduated college and they inherit this big book of business. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't. I did. And I too thought that I would have, have people coming to me saying, Hey, please sell my home. But it, yep. it really is not that at all. Um, especially when you're starting out, it is quite a grind. Um, yeah. and it was, you know, the, the hardest about six months that I, I ever, ever worked without payment. Um, and eventually, just like you said in the intro, you know, I, I swung the shovel one more time and, and I hit some gold. So, you know, thankfully I trusted the process and kept going, but yeah, it, it's a, it's quite the grind out there. Yeah. No, I think that that's a, it's something that you have to do in any type of business really is yeah. when you're getting started, be willing to take those, make the efforts to continue to push forward, even when it is challenging. And yeah. even when you don't know that you're going to produce that result with mm -hmm. today's effort, because you believe that you are going to produce the results with 
today's effort, tomorrow, the next yeah. day, the next day. You have to keep yeah. believing in what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Now, as you had told me about that, um, the that resulted in a fair nice commission, that first deal that yeah. you got into. So about, about how much was that? Yeah, so the commission ended up being my very first payday in real estate. Mm -hmm. Um, as I said, didn't come till after six months of being in the business yeah. and real estate agents for anybody who doesn't know. And I think there's some structures that are different now, but back then it's yep. just a hundred percent commission. Okay. So if you don't sell, you don't eat really is, is the blunt way to put it. Um, and what I would do is I would cold call people all day, right? So I was the telemarketer, you know, shameless yep. telemarketer. I, I would call, you know, between really two and maybe 10 hours a day, just looking for business, desperately yep. looking for business, you know? And six months go by and I, I have nothing. I'm right. literally not a single sale, not a good, you know, hot lead. I haven't done a, a presentation and I had nothing. And I, I was so embarrassed of myself because I told my friends, my family, hey, I'm in real estate now. You know, that's kind of the first step. Yep. That's the first thing you do, right? Is tell everybody you post yeah, on your absolutely. Facebook, everything. And I was so embarrassed. I said, man, how am I going to tell everybody that, oh, I'm not, I'm not in it anymore. You know, people ask me how it's mm -hmm. going. I'm going to have to say, oh, I, I don't do that anymore. You know, what's my yep. excuse going to be? Is it the market? Oh, no, the market's going great right now, actually. So I can't yeah, say that's right. the market. You know, I was looking for my excuses and I told myself, this is it. You know, I gave it six months. I have nothing. I worked my ass off. Um, you know, I'm just going to leave the office and this, I'm just not going to come back. I'll make sure I take yeah. everything that's important to me and, and, and they won't see me here again. Yep. And right as I said that, what I used to do, one of the things was I would go on Craigslist and look for people who were selling their homes on their own, what we call for sale by owners. Yep. And I was cleaning up my headset and I one, one more property showed up on Craigslist. It was the page that I had opened up. I hit refresh and one more property came up. And I just looked at that listing for so long and I said, oh, forget it. One more call and I never have yeah. to do this again. I've made hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of calls. One more won't hurt. One more and and you know, when they tell me no, I'll pack up and I'll leave. Called that person, half-assed my script because I was just I was done already, right? I mean, I was half packed right. up. My desk was pretty much empty. And she said, Yes. She said, Actually, yeah, why don't you come by tomorrow and kind of tell me what you can do? And I had never been told yes before. I didn't even know what to say. Was, oh, okay, yeah. You know, what about this time? She said, yeah, that works for me. Okay, great. Ended up listing her home and she bought her next home with me. They closed on the same day and it ended up being yeah. a $60,000 net commission check to me. And this yeah. was you know, about 12 years ago now where uh, $60,000 yeah. was. It still is a considerable amount of money, but it was you know, significantly more than two. And I was an 18-year-old kid and I thought, oh my God, like I can do this. Yeah. This is the most amount of money I've ever seen, period. And I got it all in one day. So right. it really was a big, big, hey, you have to trust the process. Don't yep. focus on the outcome. Focus on the process and the outcomes will will find their way to you. Yeah. So taking those next steps, very much a literal one shovel more yeah. story right there. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. Now, that results in you catching the bug, like you said. Mm -hmm. And from there... Where did you continue to go? How did you, how did you do from there in that yeah. in that role as a broker? Yeah, it was great. You know, I was in the the biggest office in the area. Um, by the next year, you know, we were in the top ten of of brokers in that office, and it was the biggest yeah. in the area. And so, you know, I ended up doing very very well for myself in that role. And in doing that, I I, I kind of realized I was experiencing after a few years of doing that 
what I call entrepreneurial creep. Okay. And really, it's just that I, I, I mm -hmm. loved working really, really hard. I loved the grind, but yeah. I realized, man, I can't do this forever. And if I stop working this hard, does the money dry up? Because I was very right. transactional, right? Yep. I'm always chasing the next deal. And those long hours, that, that stress put a lot of strain on my physical health, my mental health, sure. my personal relationships. Um, and I noticed those strains starting to, to have an effect on me. So I determined, okay, you know, this isn't what I want to do forever. So how do I turn my money now into longer term wealth? How do I create more freedom yeah. with myself? Um, I worked with a lot of investors buying and selling single family homes. So I kind of saw the type of money they were making. I saw the lives they were living. I mean, every time I'd call them, they were on a plane or they were in Japan mm -hmm. or they were on an island somewhere. You know, they had great lives. And I thought to myself, okay, that's what I want to do. I want to sure. be an owner. I don't want to be yeah. a transactional guy anymore. I don't want to get the big paycheck and leave. I want to own and create something long-term. And that's what brought me into where I am now, which is I'm on the investor side, um, focused more on commercial yeah. and multifamily assets. But you know, that's what triggered me to go from transactional riches to longer term wealth. Yeah. Now, now, how did you meet your partners that you're working with now? Because I mean, most of the people when they're getting started mm -hmm. in something new, it is more advantageous to work with people who have additional experience than you. Yeah. And that can help kind of bring you along alongside them to then also utilize your skill set to assist them. Yeah. And to be honest, when I look at the pictures of you and your partners, <laughs> You look like the rock star. Nothing just like the gentleman that you're standing next to, but you know, you, you got the hair, the tattooed gym rat is the uh, little line underneath your name. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, talk about yeah. how you met your partners. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, when you're in this space, any kind of real estate and really any kind of business, um, networking is so big. And yep. I'm a big believer in formal coaching programs or ones where you actually pay somebody for their advice and, and their guidance in creating this business that you're, you're wanting to build. Yeah. And so I vetted a lot of companies and people who do formal coaching in the commercial sure. and multifamily investing space, um, picked one, went with it, and really dove into the program with both feet. I okay. made myself really well, no, well known in the program. I was posting in our groups. I was asking questions. I was going up to all the virtual and in-person events. Um, and eventually you just meet people and those people know people. Yeah. And so one of my partners was in that group with me. And then our second partner was uh, a business associate of the first. Mm -hmm. And so we had all met up uh, more than a couple of times. We had done one deal together, then two deals together. And then it became this more formal you know, company that we created. Yeah. And so really it happened a little bit more organically, um, but yeah. especially in the larger multifamily or commercial space, partnerships are enormous. It's very, very, very rare to have like a solo individual operator. Right. Um, teams are very heavily involved in these larger deals. Yeah. So you identified right away the need to invest in yourself, joining yeah. a, a mentorship coaching group. Absolutely. Developed relationships with people through that. And like I, what you said, you know, I put myself out there, I posted, I was involved in the virtual networking, the in-person networking, in-person yeah. events. That makes a big difference for people being aware of you and also mm -hmm. your interest in what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and they were serious about it too, right? Because this program yeah. had to be, you had to pay to get in and 
you know, yeah. they're not cheap. And the, the yeah. good ones typically are not. So you kind of get to filter people that way. You know, you can definitely go to free events and free meetups. Yeah. Um, you just get different pe people along different stages of their business there versus somebody who's willing to put down, you know, good money to actually yeah. take this to the next level. You know, you're going to also have more opportunities there too. So, you know, I'm a big believer in formal coaching and mentoring programs. Um, but if you don't want to do that or you can't do that right now, totally take advantage of the free stuff and anything that you can. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So getting that start with using the free resources as the, as you have them available and then yeah. getting into some of these paid groups, as you just mentioned, someone who's willing to put down their own personal money to invest in their own selves yeah. are going to be invested in the work that they're attempting to begin and, and are involved with now. So that mm -hmm. you know that that person is more serious about what they're doing. They're not simply testing the waters as exactly. we do find in some of the free groups and, and free events that are available. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So as you got started, um, the company is Realm Investors, right? Correct. Yeah. Realm, okay. just like, like Game of Thrones, like a, the Realm of Men. So, yep. Nice. Nice. Is, is that where that came from? <laughs> no, it, it didn't. It really came from you know us and what we do now is essentially we help people invest passively in commercial yeah. real estate assets okay. um and our biggest goal was hey we want to help people achieve that next level of existence in their lives when yeah. they're when they're able to multiply their money they're able to invest 100 percent passively um, when they're able to focus on the things that matter to them most instead of buying and investing and managing real estate and we kept saying that you know what's their next level of life what's their next level of life and you know, we really came down to say, hey, that's like the next realm of existence for these people is when they're yeah. able to replace their active income with passive income and open up just their entire lives. And so yeah. when we kept going back to that, we said, okay, realm, that's something that we'd love to see. You know, we're helping people step into the next realm of their lives and their existence. And that's where the name came from. I just think the Game of Thrones reference helps people understand it a little bit more. <laughs> yes. No, I think that's great. I like that. I like that story too. And and that connections that you, you've made and the power of partnership with people mm -hmm. that have also had additional experience as well. So yeah. what is your role within the company? Yeah, so I, I talk, talk with investors uh, most of the time that I'm here. So, you know, bringing on new investors, we love helping people invest in their first uh, passive investment deals. So there's a lot of, you know, education aspect of it. I run our podcast, which is passive real estate strategies. Um, I do yeah. like our newsletters, many investor calls. If people have questions, they'll book a call. 99% um, of the time, I'm the one doing those calls um, and really doing a ton of education speaking at events and podcasts and conferences. Um, yep. So that's what takes up a lot of my time. And that's what I found I love doing the most is talking yeah. about real estate and helping people understand, hey, these are some of the passive ways that you can build your wealth and build your passive income. Um, and these are the different strategies people use. So that's what I do is I help educate our investors, um, both existing and potential new investors. Okay. All right. And how many years ago did you guys get kind of more formal relationship as a, a partnership? Yeah. Yeah, uh, this was about five years ago at this point. Okay. Yeah. How many so projects have you done then? Yeah, yeah five so, years to working together, but also, of course, you've all had your own individual experiences prior to that. Right. I know. Yep. Um, but yeah, since yeah. then, how many projects have you guys done together? Yeah, we've done just shy of 10 projects together. So we pace, you know, about two a year, which is a, okay. a healthy pace, especially given yeah. 
how on fire the market has been the past couple of years where things kind yep. of slowed down on a buy side because um, prices just shot up so much. But sure. you know, we're anticipating that starting to pick up here in the next probably one to two years um, where the market will cool down a little bit and there'll be a lot more opportunities with distressed debt coming due. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to pick up now. So now is a really exciting time for people to, to get in the game. Yeah. Someone who is less familiar with real estate might think of this as a risky investment only because mm -hmm. of that lack of familiarity. Sure. When you get asked that question, what's what's your response to somebody who says, you know, I've, I'm just not comfortable or I'm not mm -hmm. feeling quite comfortable with this. I'm familiar with the stock market. Yeah. Tell me about your response to that question. Yeah. You know, my response <clears throat> always starts with the disclaimer that all investment has risk. Yep. And you know, you should understand the risk of, of going into whatever you're going to do. The stock market has risk. I mean, the stock market's lost mm -hmm. about 20% of people's investment over the past couple of years. Um, right. So everything has risk. Now, when it comes to real estate investing, historically speaking, the returns have been higher than the stock market. Mm -hmm. The tax benefits have been significantly greater than the yep. stock market. Um, your returns are significantly more predictable and you actually get you actually get impact on your life now because you can actually take cash flow that's generally speaking tax free consult your own CPAs but 99 yep. out of 100 times that's tax free and you actually get cash flow coming in now so that money impacts your life now not just throwing it into a retirement account or the stock market and you got to right. wait till you're 65 to touch it so there's a ton of benefits to it now what i always tell people is uncomfortability comes from lack of information. Yeah. So, you know, what kind of information do you need to, to make yourself comfortable? And I think information is the, is the key part to it. That's why a lot of people, they're much more comfortable investing in like an apartment building versus maybe a strip mall, because yeah. at least most people understand apartment living. They've probably lived in apartments before. They kind of get residential housing, but when it comes yeah. to maybe a retail center or a medical center, they might shy away, which is totally fine. But, you know, lack of comfortability always comes from a lack of knowledge or understanding. So my question really would be, you know, what kind of information can I get you that'll, that'll right. help you understand things a little bit better? Um, because the data is all there that real estate has been a, a pretty superior investment relative to the stock market, especially since since the 80s and the 90s. That's really yeah. when the stock market boomed and did really, really, really good. Um, and yeah. then since then, it's kind of tapered off and it's had a lot more volatility. So I think changing with the times too and, and talking about the historicals of the two asset classes is important to understand. Yeah. So having the data, showing the data, and also identifying where that person is at and what they need yeah. to help them understand or become more educated about this type of an investment strategy. Yeah. Oh. Building long-term wealth, that term or that that uh, title of this particular episode, Yeah. now I think that most people that I encounter, I mean, I talk with a lot more entrepreneurs now than I ever used to, but a lot of people I encounter are thinking more about today. They're thinking mm -hmm. more about this year and how they're going to be able to pay their bills and maybe some yeah. vacation they're going to go on. Um, but there is a lot more to longer term wealth building than, than just today mm -hmm. and yeah. thinking about the future. So yeah, what, what are your thoughts on, on long term wealth building and utilizing real mm -hmm. estate as a strategy in that? 
Yeah. And I think that's so interesting because you mentioned, you know, you talk a lot too, and the show has a lot of listeners who are entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and entrepreneurs are actually some of our most popular investments uh, group or niche yeah. because entrepreneurs understand that delayed gratification. Sure. They understand, hey, if I don't take the vacation now, I can take 10 more vacations in a couple of years if I just keep building <laughs> yes. you know, this business or building my life. Yep. And investing is the same. You know, when you invest in private investments like real estate, generally speaking, this may vary, but most people are investing between twenty-five and fifty thousand dollars like at once mm -hmm. in one investment. Yep. Now, most of the time, if you're able to do that, you probably not in the 66% of Americans who are living paycheck to paycheck. So that's typically not the conversations that we're having, but right. yeah, you, you have to understand that what you're doing now is buying your time for later. Yeah. You're buying future time. And that's, what's most important. A lot of people who we work with now, you know, they make great money now. They can afford to take vacations if they want, but they understand if they do those things now, they're, they're going to pay for it down the road versus they could flip that and pay yeah. for it now and, you know, buy themselves the time in the future. So, you know, a lot of our investors are entrepreneurs and I think that's part of the reason because they get that they get, Hey, yep. work hard now, build this thing now. So in the future I can do have more choice, freedom of choice. So, yeah. you know, it's really about what kind of life you want. Um, and again, most of the investments are a little bit higher ticket than just, Hey, throw in a hundred bucks in the stock market. So generally sure. speaking, the conversation isn't really around like, Hey, can I pay my bills next month? It's how do I really set myself up for success yep. in the future, my family or my kids for success in the future? Yeah. Yep. And that longer term thinking is more of a multiplication factor yeah. than current addition in this year, mm -hmm. but thinking exactly. about how you can multiply it, multiply not only your money, but also your time and opportunity in the future. So exactly. Yep. All right. So I'm, one of the questions I love to ask is if you are approached by someone who is just wanting to get involved in, in entrepreneurship in any capacity, whether real yeah. estate or otherwise, what tips you might provide, like perhaps one or two big tips that you'll give somebody if they're talking about business with you. Yeah. It's, and so if somebody's looking to start their own business. Yeah. Somebody is looking yeah. to start their own business and they're just, just exploring or testing the waters, but they know that yeah. you've had some success in an area of business and mm -hmm. they're just having a conversation. Yeah. Here's, here's what I would say. There's a, a quote that I, it's interesting because I really, really like it, but I always forget who said it. I think it was like Abraham okay. Lincoln or something like that. And you know, it's something along the lines of, Hey, if you gave me five hours to chop down this tree, I would spend the first four hours sharpening the ax. Mm -hmm. And so to me, before you jump into that business, you've got to sharpen your ax, dive yeah. into that industry. Um, a lot of times if people want to open businesses, they might be personally passionate about what they're doing, but is there a sustainable way to, to make the kind of money that you want to make doing that thing? There probably is, but you need to figure out how to do it. So do a lot yeah. of research, look for influencers in that space, look for blogs about that space, reach out to the blog writers or different podcasts like these in that space, reach out to the hosts and just ask them questions. A lot of people who produce a lot of educational content love it when people reach out. I have a podcast. When people reach yeah. out to me, it's like my favorite thing ever. They're like, hey, I heard you on the, your podcast and I had this question. Right. Like, oh my God, that's so cool. Um, and same thing with the blog. I've had people say, hey, I read your blog and I just want to ask you. It's like that That stuff is so awesome for people like you and me yeah. who produce this stuff. So don't be shy to reach out. Always reach out to those people. Say, hey, you know, I, I saw you had a podcast about uh, – you know, a tile business, uh, you know, yep. I would love to, I'm yep. thinking about opening a tile business myself. You know, do you mind if we, we connect for a little bit? 
I bet you 80 to 90% of the time that person's going to say yes quickly. And the other 10 to 20%, they're going to say yes in a couple of weeks when they just see your message. Yeah. Right. So right. most of the people are all very open to those things. So you've got to sharpen your ax a lot. Ask people a ton of questions. Um, the biggest thing that drives people out of business early is just the cost of mistakes. So sure. if you can get some mentorship and avoid those mistakes, your chances of success are going to be significantly higher. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that, that uh, just the preparation to get mm -hmm. started and really looking at who is doing this type of work and reaching out it sometimes yeah. is a fear that people have about putting themselves out there and reaching out to someone. But yeah. like you also said, be surprised at how quickly people are responsive to wanting to share what they know yeah. and what they've experienced mm -hmm. i've encountered that myself so just reaching out i mean the worst that they can say is no yeah <laughs> and yeah. then you reach out to the next person yeah and they probably won't even say no they probably just won't say anything so you'll forget yeah. anyways by the next day yep. you can email this person so yeah right. just reach out but again i, I bet you 90 percent of the time they're going to say yes um, I know I do. I respond to every single inquiry. I've even had people say, hey, I'm just writing a, a college paper. I'm yeah. not going to invest, but I, I wanted to ask you some questions so I can finish my college paper. Absolutely. Excellent. You know, why wouldn't yeah. I help this person? So, yeah, a right. lot of people in space like us, we do this because we want to help and we want to bring yeah. knowledge to other people. It's exactly what we're looking to do. Absolutely. Bringing value to others in, in the work that we're yeah. doing. So I really I appreciate that. Now, my million dollar question if you were to be handed a million dollars, no restraints on it, uh, what would you do with that today and why? Yeah. Oh man. Um, I would say if I can, if I can hold it for about a year or two, that would be great because yep. I think the market is going to start to slow down a little bit. There'll be a lot of buying okay. opportunities over this year and next year where sure. a majority of distressed debt is due to come up. Um, and I would be, I would be, keep buying real estate. I would keep buying yeah. real estate. I keep investing. Um, in some different asset classes right now we are running a short-term rental fund that is it's got it's going to have about 120 airbnb properties across 10 states nice. i would okay. keep pushing into that because those returns have been just gangbusters um right and i would look for emerging asset classes one thing that i'm excited about is data centers with the yep. explosive growth of ai and how difficult it is to build these data centers that can really process that type of energy and power. It takes a long yeah. time. So that's okay. another asset class that I like. So, you know, I would keep doing the short-term rental fund that we're running now. I would keep yep. doing, um, keep looking for deals in, in the multifamily and commercial space. And I would explore some other opportunities in, in asset class yeah. that are a little bit newer, like data centers. Yes. And with that knowledge that you have, you just indicated that you would also consider holding, which, and looking yeah. for those opportunities that are, are going to come up in this in this near future. So now exactly. if anyone does want to reach out to you, what is the best way for someone to connect with you? Yeah, if if you're interested in, in passive real estate investing, um, I have an ebook for you that's going to be the absolute best free resource for passive investors. It's called okay. The Definitive Guide to Passive Real Estate Strategies. I would download that at thedefinitiveguidebook.com. And once okay. you do, you'll get an email from me. I'll actually send you a, a personal video message from my phone. They're not automated or AI. I'd send them myself because I really want to introduce myself. Um, and then once you get that message, all my info will be at the bottom. You can reach out with any questions you've got, but it's thedefinitiveguidebook.com. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Reach out to Justin. He'd love to share some of his experience, education, resources. It starts there. If you're not familiar with this type of an investment strategy, 
uh, but it's an excellent way to diversify and to get into an area that, uh, you know, for some didn't even realize would be an opportunity because a lot of people yeah. don't want to deal with tenants, termites and toilets. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> well, Justin, I appreciate your time today and sharing your story and your experiences and um, really thank you again. Look forward to continuing to see the good work that you're doing. Awesome, Zach. This is an, an awesome experience. I hope the audience liked it. And of course, just reach out with anything that you may need. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks.